Stacey. Hello, Mum. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? Well, I, I was all right until earlier when I broke the bed in half. Oh, no. What have you been doing now? Uh, putting up some curtains. I've only got one curtain up at the minute. Uh, okay. I can't reach the other curtain on account of there's only half a bed. How did you break it? I stepped back off the windowsill and it snapped in half. Folded up in the middle like a camp bed it did. So <laughs> I've had to use the cushions off the sofa now to level it up a bit. Right, okay. So, so you haven't got a sofa? Well, I wouldn't sleep on the sofa anyway. Not at this time of year. In the winter, if I'm trying to save money, yes. But okay. I'm very excited to see that we are now on episode four of our Rough Giraffe podcast. Did you think we'd get this far? Well, I thought you'd get fed up. <laughs> but we've obviously got fans and that's spurring us on. Yeah, there are people out there now that we can't disappoint. We can't. And I feel I'm bound to actually keep going with Rough Giraffe. Should we do it then? Go on then. Let's get started. Okay. Deep from the jungle of the African Congo To the concrete jungle of the garden bungalow You'll find two ladies full of nonsense and laughs Making a podcast called Rough Giraffe I believe that uh, April has still not had the baby No, and there's now some talk about it being an April Fool's trick Really? Yeah, I don't I don't think that's true. So yesterday they were saying it was an April Fool's trick. Today they're saying she has discharge. I don't think it's an April Fool's trick because we were joking about this, but Toys R Us have actually sponsored the baby. Really? And are they going to call it Jeffrey? Well, it said April the giraffe's new calf will be a Toys R Us kid. It's now a Toys R Us live feed as the toy giant snaps up the sponsorship deal. <laughs> so I don't think it would be an April Fool as Jeffrey would be round there with Thugs R Us, and, wouldn't it? And yeah. she's already had some babies before anyway, hasn't she? I'm not sure. I thought but... she'd had four babies before. And who's looking after them? They don't care, these giraffes. They just, they have these kids. That's it. They just let just them turn go. Them out. They turn them out. Guess who is coming to dinner? Guess who is coming to dinner? So, can I do a guess who's not coming to dinner for you? Uh, yes, please. Okay, so. Last week, did you guess it? I thought it was Christopher Lee. That's very good. You're getting good at these. And um, on Twitter... Yes. Our mate Sarah... I love you, Sarah. It's now, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Do you mean my friend, Sarah? Your your (laughs) ex-fan? Yes, Sarah... Uh, our fan uh, of the week. Uh, fan, no, uh, it's shared equally. Your... I've had a message from Adam who also says he'd like to follow us. I think he means he'd like to stalk me. <laughs> so did um, Sarah guess who it was? She did guess Christopher Lee. 
but she said she had to Google it. I'm not sure whether that's oh, playing fair. Sarah, you see, you're a fan, but already we've fallen to cheating and bad ways. And here at Rough Giraffe, we're not proud of you for that. So She uh, was trying to impress you, obviously. She was, yes, but she's not done it now, has she? <laughs> she spoils it. You've spoiled it for yourself, Sarah, now. Let's have none of that nonsense. If you don't know, just say. Just say, Mum, I don't know. And then Mum will tell you. And then I'll tell you. That's that's the whole idea of the thing. You're not supposed to know everything. You're not me. So don't worry about it. So anyway, I've got a guest who's not coming to dinner. And it's a lady. Ooh, a woman. So she died at the age of 94 from congestive heart failure. It was announced in the press that she would be buried at the Presidential Library, that's a cemetery, Mm. in California, alongside her husband. She was an actress and she founded the Just Say No drug awareness campaign, which was widely considered to be her biggest initiative. Mm. So there you go. Is that it? That's it. I'm making them a bit harder if you're going to keep guessing them. (laughs) Okay. Can you guess that one? No, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Sarah's going to Google it. But there may be people who don't Google it and know the answer. So if you do know the answer, let us know on Twitter at Rough Giraffe Pod or let us know on our Facebook page and you'll give us the answer next week. I will. You may not find the question interesting But we're gonna say the answers anyway Now it's time for Poll of the Week Do you want to know the results of our poll of the week? I do. I'm hoping that people did poll because pillows are an important thing in life. Do you know what? I'm surprised at how many people actually did care about pillows enough to vote for this. Did we have some votes then? We had 31 votes. Oh, thank you guys. I'm very pleased about that. So, um, listen. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Has mum won again? Just just wait and find out. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> so listeners from last week may remember that we were talking about pillows. And mum's preferred pillow was a feather pillow. I have polyester pillows, but that's just because I'm cheap. And uh, we also gave the option of memory foam pillows. And on, on the poll, I also gave people the, the option to say that they don't have a pillow at all. Did some people not have a pillow? Yes. Ooh. So... Yes, you did win again. Feathers were the most popular. (laughs) Would you like to guess the percentage? I'm going to think that it was not a landslide. Well, there were four options, so it makes things a little bit less landslidable. Is that a word? It is now. Okay, thank you, Stacey, for that. (laughs) Um, So, do you want to guess? I'm going to say 30%. 47% for feathers. Yeah, so almost half. If there's a, if there's a four options, I reckon that's a bit of a landslide. La 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 la. Yeah, the land is sliding. <laughs> <laughs> memory foam came in second at thirty three percent. You see, I know I do have one memory foam pillow. It's very nice on me back. Owen has a memory foam pillow, but it makes his head sweat. It's horrible. Just FYI. Yeah, for FYI. TMI. 
<laughs> more acronyms polyester pillows came in with only 16 percent lots of people have them though they're just like the oh, generic yeah, yeah. the generic pillow but people don't like them no four percent of voters don't use a pillow at all is that good for you do you think i don't well i don't know i i'm saying that People in, uh, I don't think people in India use pillows much, do they? I've no idea, but I'm, I don't know if we evolved to have to use a pillow. Do do uh, apes use pillows? They haven't got the same neck and back, I suppose. Sometimes you're just silly. No, I don't mean do they use feather pillows in the jungle. I mean, do they like bundle together some leaves or branches to support their heads? Oh, I see. Um, I'm going to say no. I always imagine them sitting in the trees with their like arms up with their head resting on their arms, sort of leaning back in a relaxed, suave way. In a in a pose? Yeah. Okay, so that's what they do then. If anybody <laughs> knows how chimpanzees or monkeys go to sleep, let us know. Yeah, please let us know. And if they do actually have a pillow or maybe a little leaf duvet, do you think they put little blankets over themselves? I don't do know, maybe they have a, a leaf... Do you think they cover the kids up at night? Tuck them in. Tuck them in. They might do. Olivia, Brian, come on. It's past your... You, get down from there. It's past your... No, I didn't say 10 more minutes. That was 15 minutes ago. Get in. I'm sure chimpanzees do exactly the same. Oh, Mum. No, don't you owe Mummy. Get in there now. You've got your malted milk orlicks and it's off to bed. (laughs) We did have someone on Twitter contact us about the poll. Okay, what did they say? That was at Squeaky Says. At who? Squeaky Says. Squeaky. Well, hello, Squeaky. They say that they use a feather pillow and a memory foam pillow. They have the memory foam pillow at the bottom and they put a feather pillow on top. How did they vote? It's anonymous. I don't know. I think for that person, they should have voted for feather. We should have said, which pillow touches your head? (laughs) Um, I've actually, I've got something a bit special this week, Stacey. Okay. For poll of the week. I'm intrigued. You are intrigued. So, in my hand, can you hear that? Yes. I am holding a packet of my favourite soup. Okay. And if anybody polls in and guesses what flavour it is, I'm going to send it to them. I've not opened it. Perfectly good. I got it the day before yesterday from Tesco. Oh, my. So, that'll give you a clue. It'll be a soup that Tesco sells. Episode four, and we're already giving away prizes. Well, have we got the budget for this? We have, because it was... Oh, I was nearly said it was buy one, get one free. Oh. That would give it away. People will be rushing to Tesco's to find out. Oh, I hope we don't have another malted milk episode. <laughs> Are you going to give some choices so people can... Vote, or are you just going to ask them to... I'm going to give you a few clues. Okay. And so you've got to guess what the flavour is from the clues I'm going to give you. Okay. So it's a clear soup, but obviously there's things in it. By clear, I mean it's not a cream soup. Okay. And it serves four people, and there's no meat in it. 
So your packet serves four people. Wow, it's a dinner soup. Well, in a normal, yes. in a normal house, it would. Not me, not here. But and this packet runs out in two thousand and eighteen. If that's any help to you. Well, whoever wins it won't use it. They'll put it up on their display case. And I'm going to give you right. I'm going to give you a proper clue now. Okay. Each. 225 mil serving when made as directed has 36 calories in it okay so the poll of the week is not really a poll of the week it's something it's a bit different it's a quiz of the week it's a it's a win win mum's soup of the week okay so we because i think i think we owe you something as listeners so if you can guess what flavour soup this is, and it's mum's favourite flavour as well. If you can guess what soup it is, we'll post it to you. Okay, so you can uh, write to us on, at Rough Giraffe Pod on Twitter and let us know uh, what flavour soup you think mum has. Do they have to guess perfectly right? They've got to guess perfectly right because I've given them the calorific value now and there's only going to be one of these soups i think with this so you've basically told them the answer i think i have so so you're going to be having to post out like a million packets of soup because this is going to go crazy well what i thought was no no i know they're going to go crazy but what i thought was i will we'll get the answers in and if there's more than three right answers i will do a draw for the best one okay and if there's only one or two right answers i will actually send them a packet each because i've got a few so i will use the hashtag soup of the week and uh i'll wait to hear what people uh suggest thank you very much the next stop will be rough giraffe I've got an unusual story for you. I'm all ears. Okay. Now, police in Ness County, Kansas, were called to an address by a woman's boyfriend after she became stuck to a toilet seat. (laughs) Okay. She'd reportedly spent two years sitting on it. (laughs) Sorry. Which is given credibility by the fact that her skin had actually fused with the seat itself. Oh, my... After the police came, they convinced the woman that she's going to need hospital treatment and they managed to remove the seat from the toilet and had to send it to the hospital uh, with it still attached to her body. The (laughs) doctors there said she was not glued, she was not tied, she was just physically stuck to the seat with her body. Oh, And now the police are suspecting domestic mistreatment by the woman's boyfriend. For two years? Two years. But... And she's had to have surgery to have the seat removed. I I just don't understand how that's... I, I, I understand how she's got it stuck. I understand the process of the skin breakdown and all of that. What I don't understand is why she was on the toilet for two years. Because unless she was being watched... 24 7 there's no way she could have stayed there she could have just moved her bottom she could have fallen off when she was asleep was she tied into it while she was on it 
I don't know. Doesn't I, I couldn't stay asleep on the toilet. I'd fall off. I mean, I need to know more about this story, but... I need to know everything. But why did her boyfriend suddenly call the police? Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's a rather strange story, I thought. You've left more questions to be answered. That That is an unusual story. I've got another quite unusual story. Okay. Did you know that in 1923, the jockey Frank Hayes won a race at Belmont Park in New York despite being dead? <laughs> was, he, was he dead when he started? No, no, no. Halfway through the race, he suffered a heart attack, but his body stayed in the saddle and he crossed the line with the horse... On a 20 to 1 outside bet. Did you yeah. just Google getting stuck in the saddle for these no, two stories? I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. But um, I thought that was rather strange and I didn't. I couldn't work out whether they'd have to pay out. Well... He crossed the line on the horse. Yes, that I'm, I'm sure the um, trainers and the people that own the horse would definitely get or demand payment for sure. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he was on the horse... The horse won. Nothing says... No one says in the rules that you've got to be upright when you cross the line. I don't think there's anything in the rules. I don't think they'd have worked out anywhere where it said, if the jockey is dead as he crosses the line... All bets are null and void. Yes, I'm sure that's in the rule books now, but probably didn't need to be back then. So, did you know that the owner of the firm that makes Segway died in 2010? Yes. He accidentally drove his Segway off a cliff. <laughs> I do remember that. Was it in 2010? Yes, it was quite a God, while ago. I do remember that. I found it tragically amusing. Um, These things have to be tragically amusing. Have you ever been on a Segway? Yes. And? and that's the end of that conversation. <laughs> you enjoyed it then? No. They've got a lot of them in Spain. Right. Um, and you can hire them out for the half a day. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe, your sister's been on one, I think. Yeah, they're very popular for doing tours. I saw big tour groups on them when I was in San Francisco a few years back. I've been on one around Leeds Castle. And? Uh, somebody smacked into me and I went flying off it. But otherwise, it was very enjoyable. Okay. I just couldn't get it to go. I think the wheels were too flat on mine. Oh, did you? not ask for one that had better wheels that was the one with the better wheels (laughs) okay Okay, i've got another tragic one then oh good go on then um brazilian juan maria de sanchez was killed in 2013 when uh, he was asleep in bed and a cow fell through the roof on top of him Okay. I'm just putting that one out there. Without explaining it any further. Well, he was in a cottage and the cow had climbed up onto the roof and he was in bed asleep and the cow fell through the roof. How did the cow get up onto the roof? You know I've got my cave house. Yes. In Spain. Yes. It would be possible for you to get onto the roof of my house. Right. Would it be possible for a cow to get on top of your house though? It would be possible for a goat to get on there. Goats... 
can climb anything, though. I know, but what I'm saying is this might have been a similar situation with the lower roof. Okay, fine. Right? Okay. I don't think it was parachuted in, in a sort (laughs) of... I don't think it was somebody had gone out to assassinate him with a cow. An adventure cow. That just comes in on a parachute. Well, you know, it's a good way to, to assassinate someone, dropping a cow on them. No one will suspect you. As long as you remove the parachute from the cow before the police get there. Yeah, I was going to say, there's so many afters to that one. I mean, what if you get next door by mistake? You can't go and do the same thing next week. People get suspicious. You'd have to use a pig or a, a wildebeest or a hippo. Pigs are far less accurate. They can't fly either. Pigs can't fly. Who told you that? I see... Yeah that Nigel Farage says he's going to leave Britain if Brexit is a failure. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, I know. You can hope, can't you? Do you think he'll have a a coach to take more with him? They can take a busload out. Just one? No, just just keep them going. Did you? But but they may end up in Spain. Coincidentally, Mum, this week's question for Kipper the Wonky Cat is about Brexit and, and Article 50. So... Without further ado, I'll play the annoying jingle and we can ask Kipper his opinion. Hey there, who's that? What's the name of the wonky cat? He looks like than any cat around. Kipper, hey, that's Kipper. Hey, that's Kipper, the wonky cat. So, Kipper... You watch a lot of news and read the newspapers. What's your thoughts on Brexit and Article 50? May I ask how you voted last year? Fine, I mean, everybody has their own opinion and, you know, you have your right to your vote. So how do you think things are going to go now that we're leaving the EU? I suppose that's true. There is that, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose we'll just have to wait and see. Kipper, you don't actually know Belle the Lovely Dog. But um, she's wondering if you've got any hints and tips on keeping your paws moisturised during the colder weather. <laughs> And what products do you use, Kipper? Your very soft pink pads on your paws. Yes, everybody's raving about this coconut oil. It's supposed to be the most amazing thing. People put it in their coffee, they put it on their hair, they put it on their skin, they cook with it. Okay, well, there you go, Belle. Yeah, I appreciate that. Belle's already on the way out to Boots a Chemist, if that's where she needs to be going. Right, thank you, Kipper. That was very kind of you. I didn't quite understand what you said then, but thanks anyway. You don't understand him, but he always makes sense. He does make sense. So if anybody has a question for Kipper, you can send it to us on Twitter at Rough Giraffe Pod or on Facebook, search for Rough Giraffe Podcast. You can also send us an email at uh, roughgiraffepodcast at gmail.com and we will accept voice messages. So if you want to hear your voice on our podcast, uh, record something and send it to us. Thanks, Kipper. I'll see you next week. Bye. (coughs) 
How many sleeps till mum's in Spain? How many sleeps till mum's in Spain? It's 414 sleeps. That's how many sleeps till mum's in Spain. That's how many sleeps till mum's in Spain. Did you see this week about what kids are getting sent to school with for lunches? Well, I know the kids around here go with big cans of monster energy drink. Well, at one of the primary schools, the teachers opened up the lunch boxes and two of the children actually had one of yesterday's Happy Meals in it. Right. One child just had yogurts and Smarties. One child had a chocolate Swiss roll, a bar of chocolate, a chocolate brownie and a triple choc muffin. They only eat chocolate. It's the only yeah. thing I can give them. Somebody else had a crisp sandwich with two packets of crisps. <laughs> because there's nothing better to have with your carbs than carbs. Somebody actually had a jelly sandwich. That that That's, sounds... That just doesn't sound right at all. No, somebody made an effort with that. One five-year-old actually had a pot noodle. <laughs> oh, miss, can I borrow your kettle? Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> so, yeah, there was... um In the newspapers, once it started going, they were taking yeah. photographs of what was in children's lunch boxes. And uh, they said that children were getting sent to school with ridiculous lunches. Um, <laughs> and the number of children that had yesterday's leftover food in there. Uh, I mean, that's all fine if it's a bit of leftover shepherd's pie in a Tupperware. But still, kids don't tend to take that to school, do they? Although you used, I remember you used to give us uh, a thermos flask of beans and sausages or ravioli. That used to be okay, didn't it? It was fine, yeah. Did it used to be still warm when you got? for your lunch it was still warm yeah you You had a proper meal but now they're saying that they will serve up children's dinners for one pound fifty each and the the teacher quite rightly said that a triple choc muffin a choc brownie a bar of chocolate and a chocolate swiss roll would come to more than one pound fifty yes uh, and the Happy Meal was £2.50, so they might as well have a proper meal at school. Yes. So I thought I'd just uh, I'd just throw that one in there. I thought Jamie Oliver had sorted this all out with the turkey Twizzler nonsense. Yes. Well, not one of them, I don't think, had a turkey Twizzler in, so there's something to be grateful for. Great, and I'm sure all the chicken nuggets they had were organic or free-range. About giraffes Then listen to these Facts about giraffes About giraffes My giraffe fact this week is about a Maasai giraffe named George. Okay. And he and he's famous because he's the tallest animal in the world ever to be measured. Right, and how tall is he? How tall was he? How he, tall was he? He's not coming to dinner either. Because he won't fit in the house. So apart from that. So he was just under 6.1 metres tall. Uh, that's 20 feet. Gosh give or take a few centimetres his horns which we now know are ossicones yeah his ossicones were about a centimetre 
off the roof of the giraffe house at the zoo, at Chester Zoo. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so he was, he came from Kenya in 1959 mm. and he died in 1969 when he was 12. Oh, okay. And he was a Maasai giraffe. Sounds like he was a massive giraffe. Not a massive giraffe. But that's only the tallest one measured, you say. There might be one wandering the plains of Africa who's taller. There are claims of taller giraffes, but these haven't mm. been verified. So as it stands at the minute, George is the tallest. George is the tallest, OK. OK, so he's still taller than anybody, any giraffe out there. OK. OK, so until it's verified, Stacey, you know the rules. Fine. George is the tallest. George is the tallest. I've got to tell you a very sad story. Okay. I'm expecting some bit of sad music there. So, uh, scientists have been tracking a whale for over 20 years. Okay. Who has, um, he has um, a problem with his vocal cords. Right. And he's got a very high-pitched voice. <laughs> no, don't laugh. I mean, I'm, sorry, I mean, oh. Oh, no. Do it high pitch. Well, right. So they've said he's possibly the loneliest creature on earth. They obviously haven't been around here, but (laughs) they said because of his high pitched voice, he's been calling out for a mate for 20 years, but his voice is so high pitched that other whales can't hear him and they've never responded. Oh. oh, that's sad, isn't it? Yeah. So he's a, he's a whale who's been calling out for a girlfriend, or a boyfriend, I don't know who he's calling out for. Woo-hoo! For 20, He's been calling out for a mate for uh, 20 years, and they've been following this whale, but yeah. they've noted that his, um, his voice is too high-pitched for other whales to respond to. You'd think he'd have just, like, bumped into a whale at some point. I, and just pretended he was deaf and knew sign language or something. Yeah. Or it'd be the strong, silent type. Oh, the women go for that, don't they? Uh, or he, he could have pretended to be foreign. Okay. Eh? And, <laughs> and then... Yeah. I mean, and if he was that high pitched, why hasn't a sea lion come and seen him or something? Or dolphin. Dolphin dolphin, would have come along. Dolphin would have come along, I'd have thought. It's time for Stacey's Medical Madness. We're going to start with Margaret Wegner. She had been suffering with headaches and nosebleeds for 55 years. Right. And doctors finally were able to solve the problem and were able to operate on her uh, to remove pencil that had been lodged in her head since she was a child. Right. So when she was four years old, she pushed a, a pencil up her nose into her brain. But at the time, doctors didn't have the expertise or technology to remove it so they just left it there did they know it was there yeah they knew it was there but she just put up with it so how come it's 55 years later they said oh 
we're advanced enough to be able to get that out of your head and her headaches and nosebleeds were getting worse so she went for it and it was removed in 2007 and is she okay now yeah she uh as soon as it came out she was better has she still got the pencil i don't know that i'm sure she must keep it would you keep it if it was your pencil yes yes you'd have it ready to show everybody i would yeah I hope there would still be a bit of brain attached <laughs> just to authenticate it. Yeah, if they gave it to you clean, you'd be like, hang on a minute. I'd be like, ah, oh, that can't be my pencil. My pencil was red. It doesn't mention what colour pencil it no, was. No, I was going to ask, but I thought that'd just be silly. So, have you got more medical madness? Well, I've got a little something interesting that I found related to what we were talking about is it in our first episode when we were talking about body transplants yes uh, so a 63 year old chap called william sheridan in new york had a heart transplant yeah right. and then suddenly became uh, really good at drawing and had a real passion for art all of a sudden right and he then found out that the organ donor given him the heart had been an artist mm. so we were talking about memory and personality and everything being in the brain but do but some doctors think that the other organs other cells have memory and what do you think being a medical person i personally think he was just reevaluating his life i know you do the down belows but you yes. can get a bit higher than the knees on this one. Mandy on Twitter thought it was very amusing that you described it as the down below department. What is it then? She's, she thought it was an a, a area in the hospital that I worked oh, in the down below department. You worked in the down belows. <laughs> you, you work in the broom cupboard in the down belows. <laughs> so I think he just was re-evaluating his life had a bit of time off work and, you know, picked up a pencil and started drawing and thought, oh, actually, now that I've got time to relax and do this, I'm not too bad at it. Do you think he might have known who his donor was before, in some way, uh, before uh, then he thought, I wonder if I can draw? I, I don't know. I don't know if they're allowed to know beforehand. He could have found out some way, but I don't think so. So, what I need now, then, is someone to donate me a kidney as a guitarist. So that you can play your guitar? Yeah. Okay, and then we can we can test the theory. But yes. I was wondering as well, say you transplanted a brain into another body. Yeah. Would, would that body start looking like the other person hmm. i think a lot of your personality attributes etc come from what you can and can't do. Do, you, do you know what i mean the way you look makes you act in different ways almost as um ways of compensating with with other people so if you were short and fat and ugly like me not no not like Is you that what you were gonna say no then you find other avenues to get friends, such as being funny or being able to cook or whatever. I haven't got any friends except Sarah. <laughs> but if you were 
tall and athletic and good looking you wouldn't necessarily have to have a personality in order to get people to be around you so if your brain was wired to be short and fat and ugly and you were put into a tall handsome body what would happen then well you'd be the ultimate on obviously you'd have personality and looks do you think you'd keep your old personality or would it change? I think it would change. I think I think you wouldn't need to try so hard, necessarily. Unless, it, obviously, from having the brain transplanted, you've ended up with hideous scars. I don't think I want to do brain transplants. You don't want to do them personally, even though you're qualified? No, I, no, I mean, I don't think I... I don't think there should be brain transplants now it's far too complicated okay you should just you should just stay with the down belows where you are i'll stay in the down below department you might and then uh, we'll be all right okay i won't i won't mess about with brain transplants would they let you do a brain transplant uh, i'd have to watch a youtube video first is there a huge... Oh, I tell you what. Do you think there is one? In the human, maybe not. But but I don't know. Maybe they've done it on monkeys or something. Let's not... Let, I'm not even looking. No, don't look. Don't look. Just stick to looking at cute kittens and silly dogs. Funny ferrets. I, I like doing that, yeah. I, I watch YouTube to cheer me up. I don't watch YouTube to freak me out, so I'm putting paper strips back on me windows and putting four locks on the doors. Uh, Mum, before we go, can I give you a little um, funny local news snippet? Oh, have headline? you got... I would love a little local news snippet. So, the headline is, Woman finds a hat in a tree. A hat has been found up a tree in Bilton. The woolen head garment, which is red and has a bobble, was discovered on Tuesday by Bilton Lane resident Sharon Bromance, 43. I could hardly believe my eyes when I saw it up there, she said. I got it down with a stick and put it on the fence. The owner now has until April the 10th to reclaim the hat, after which it will be destroyed. Have I ever told you about when Owen found the hedgehog in the hat? No. I was on my way back from work, so I was on the train, and he sent me a picture of and said, there's a hedgehog in a hat outside the house, and um, sent me this picture of what looked like a hedgehog in, the, in a hat, but it was pitch black dark, so you couldn't really see it. And so he said, what do I do? And I said, well, if he's in, if he's going to get run over or something then you'll need to move him get a, a tea towel or something a blanket or something that you can pick him up and put him into a box and we'll just shift him over into the garden and then Owen's like I can't do it I can't do it I'll wait for you to get home so I was so excited I couldn't wait to see this hedgehog in a hat and um oh did he have mittens to match <laughs> we so I got out of the car when we got home and I said to him, all right Owen get me some big gloves and a and a box and I'll pick him up and move him and I go down to pick up this hedgehog and Owen shines his phone light on it just so I can see. And as I crouch down, I realise it's just a hat with a very big bobble. Big spiky oh, bobble. It's not a hedgehog not, at all. Not a hedgehog at all. No. And I, I was like... Did you did you kick him? I, I threw the gloves on the floor and kicked the box and said to Owen, It's just a hat! And I stormed into the house. <laughs> oh, bless. And I haven't seen hedgehogs for ages. And I think that's because they're all falling into ponds and draining. Well, we'll, we'll have a national campaign to have slopey sides on ponds. I think so. 
uh, it's not going to cost anything you don't even have to have really you can put some stones just higgledy piggledy that they can climb up you can get a piece of wood with some little struts on just something that they can climb up to get out and it wouldn't that would be lovely wouldn't it because they're going to eat all your worms and everything and slugs do you like slugs? slugs yeah they love slugs yeah they love a bit of slug <laughs> or as they say in french slug <laughs> And on that note... <laughs> on that note, shall we go then? I think we should We should get out of here. We think we should. We've been here long enough. Bye, I'll call you next week. Thank you, Stacey, I'll call you next week. Bye. Cue the music. Adios, amigos. <laughs> it's the end of the podcast, it is very sad. But tune in again and it won't be so bad. With Mum in the bungalow and Stacy at home Send us your stories on your smartphone And then everybody won't feel so alone The Rough Giraffe Podcast The Rough Giraffe Podcast